0: It's games, huh? Spilling tea and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast mm-hmm. with your host Say my name,
1: D Gil.
0: Hi everybody, it's D. Gill here, host of the Game Day Tea. I have another episode for you today. It's pretty cool because I have a graduation episode. Graduation episode, you asked yes, an athlete, an LGBTQ athlete has graduated from their prestigious university, I'll say. And that is Indiana University. And I have a swimmer for you all today. We're going to get right in that topic. But first, before I go further and introduce you to who they specifically are, I want to say if you have missed any of my episodes, please go on Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your um podcast. Outsports the game day T. You can follow me D Gil at D G I L T M on uh, Instagram, Twitter. DMs are open for any suggestions, any athletes, any stories you want to hear on the game day T. I'm open for it. Back to this episode though, I have a a pretty cool guest today. I first heard about Thomas uh, on Outsports that we did a story about coming out as bisexual and being a swimmer at Indiana University. And it really intrigued me because, um, well, for me, I'm going to be honest, I don't know many swimmers. And listening to, seeing that story is like, wow, here's a swimmer that has come out. And I would, be naive person I am sometimes, I would think, you know, uh, cute guys in Speedos, well, mostly I probably have to be bi or, you know, whatever, a little dibble and dabble in the pool. No pun intended. (laughs) However, this this um, story really stuck out to me uh, because of what he went through and, you know, finally coming out in college. And without further ado, I want to introduce to you, Thomas Vanderbrook. Welcome to the Game Day Tea.
1: Hi, (laughs) thanks for having thanks for having me. I really appreciate it
0: you're welcome so I know it's been a crazy couple of years for you being an athlete and uh just trying to juggle social life and life being in college tell me what that was like for you for just to let's start freshman year coming in are you still closeted like being an athlete what was that like for you
1: um freshman year I just honestly like I didn't know my sexuality I just I came in still closeted. Um, training was rough. Um, I used to only do singles every single day during practice. and then all of a sudden, when I got here, I was doing doubles every single day, so like double the yardage. it was it was a horrible time, but I got through it, but um, yeah, I was still closeted. Um, not really like experimenting, I would say like I wouldn't I didn't know who what I was interested in, who I was interested in, but um I kept kept that to myself at the time.
0: Okay, so did you kind of like, so would you like see somebody and be like, mm, I don't know, do I feel that way towards them or not? Or it's just, I'm gonna just block that out of my head completely.
1: I guess it's just, it just depends on the mood I am in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like if I see him in public, it's like, wow, that guy's pretty attractive. And it's like, I wouldn't say that out loud. I would kind of like keep that to myself, I would say.
0: Okay, so that yeah. really... <laughs> Ricking your ass over the coals freshman year uh obviously you got acclimated at some point uh let's talk about sophomore year how are you feeling sophomore year in college
1: um I was I was kind of like still the same I finally got adjusted to like school and athletics um I remember like big tens I was in Iowa um I was kind of like I I was sick during the meet and I was like I wasn't feeling good and then I was, like, thinking to myself, just as, like, because I wasn't having a good time at the meet, and it's, like, what's going on? It's, like, I know I'm sick, but is there any way I can just, like, I was just overthinking, like usual, and yeah. then I kind of, was like, I kind of, like, was thinking about my past. It's, like, okay. It's, like, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, like, started exploring my sexuality from that point towards the end of my um, uh, sophomore year.
0: Okay. See, sophomore year for me in college, they had something on Facebook called the honesty box. I maybe. Mm-hmm. hating myself here. But <laughs> like I would get random messages in my honesty box with dudes saying, Hey, you know, meet me behind Bronson dormitory. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Hmm, okay. I I guess I'll go. I'm really not sure like what this feeling is. What do we do? Do we kiss right then and there? Do we bang outside? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's also, you know, and I remember one time meeting this guy and like I had seen him around campus, Thomas, and I was like, you know what? He he, he looks like he's been looking at me from across the calf, and it's like, "Hmm, he was so nervous. It was really cute. It's like the stories, Uh the little quirks and stories that we have, like, in college, it's like, oh. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So junior year, where are we? at with swimming and where are we at with academics? Is it getting harder, easier, have you come out yet? Take me through that process.
1: Um, so actually like towards my end of sophomore year, going into junior year, usually we have like a week home mm-hmm. before we have to come back. It was usually after the end of sophomore year or whatever year, um, go home for a week and then come back to train for summer. And I decided to tell my parents first, which I always hear like, it, most people tell their friends first and then their family. And I don't know why I did it, <laughs> but I told my uh, my parents in the car on the way to the airport for me to fly back to Bloomington oh. or Indy to Bloomington. Yeah. Um, and I literally told them in the car, I was like, if this goes wrong, I'm still gonna get on that plane and leave. If it goes well, I'm still gonna get on that plane and leave. So it, it ended up well, um, but I was still, not fully out at that time because I still didn't tell my um, friends and I kind of it, it ate me up junior year um, mm-hmm. school was going fine I was just swimming and then just I, I was just I wasn't happy with who I was at the time I was hiding myself from many many people really close mm-hmm. to my heart um, I didn't even tell any teammates or I told some teammates who were out at the time okay. they knew um, they know but,
0: before you told them
1: um I don't know honestly <laughs> cuz mom's know. My mom told yeah. me she
0: knew so I wonder if like some people around you knew.
1: My my parents I don't think they knew but I when I I started off with grinder. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I um but um I messaged one of a diver who actually had another out sports article Clark Carter okay um and i remember messaging him i was like hey clark how are you doing but i like of course i didn't show my face like right. who does but i was like who is this and i showed him my face it's like no way and it's like surprise uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like we, we talked and he helped me out so much and then also the other two that are out on a the team they helped me out so much couldn't thank okay. them enough um but yeah like they knew yeah. junior year um mm-hmm. didn't really tell anyone else until the end of my junior year did that
0: affect your performance at all
1: yeah it i didn't perform well yeah. it, it ate, yeah it ate me up i didn't perform well um my junior year especially at big tens like i was kind of like on a nice little keep dropping time from freshman year and then to sophomore year and then i was like okay i'm i'm pretty confident in myself yeah i thought i was but apparently i wasn't and it just mm. kind of like ate me up and i i didn't do well junior year it is what it is and yeah i'm okay with that I because that. senior year <laughs> <laughs> whole new ballpark in senior year with right. happening so yeah.
0: wh- where did this out Sports article where did that take place in the time like the timeline aspect of what we're talking about right now
1: um i started writing it um i think i got reached out maybe september but i came up to my friends like the beginning of quarantine mm-hmm. um but like this past september uh, 2020 um i started writing it um, just because I had, like, a little bit more time. Like, school was still kind of slow since everything was online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I slowly wrote it, yeah. How did that
0: feel writing that article? It was so heartfelt. And for those of you all listening, I will link it in the podcast uh, description below so you can uh, read it as well. What was that like
1: for you? This is um, national.
0: we're talking about.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I... I remember sitting in class like the, I only had one in-person class mm-hmm. and I remember the article coming out but when I was writing it I just so much emotion running through like my whole body is like mm. uh, sometimes I just couldn't find the right words it's hard to find the right words on how you feel and how I can't even find the words right now how to explain it because I it's know. just like it's it's such a interesting feeling like it's your own experience and like sometimes I just like I want to write about myself why would I but like then again it's like I've had once the article came out I had so many swimmers kind of flood my dms on instagram saying it's like this this made my day mm-hmm. and they wrote me so many messages like this is exactly why I wanted to write it yeah. for youth because I know there's not that many gay bisexual trans swimmers out there or even divers mm-hmm. um kind of funny with we're all wearing speedos but like yeah. <laughs> like you said earlier but
0: everybody's no Tom Daly out there you know
1: yeah of course of course who wouldn't <laughs> but um <laughs> but that's exactly why i wanted to write it but it mm-hmm. it took me forever to write the article actually
0: mm-hmm.
1: um just because like i was holding off it's like do i still want to do this yeah. um and just trying to find the right words to put in there we
0: had to take a quick break where we'll be swimming and chirping right back into this episode Welcome back to The Game Day Tea. I'm your host, DeGill, and I am talking to graduate Indiana swimmer, Thomas Vanderbroek. There's one thing you want people to know about you from the article, if you can just kind of, if you remember what you kind of wrote. What would that one thing, what would be the one thing you want people to take away from that
1: article? I know it's kind of cliche, but like things actually take time. Like You have to do it on your own. Like it's a, your journey and you can't really be forced to come out. Like it has to be all on you. Yeah. Um, but you have to know that everyone in the LGBTQIA community is going to accept you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be loved no matter yeah. what.
0: Exactly. And um, everybody doesn't have a big platform that came out as you, but your story is still important. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't, don't even really have a coming out story. My parents kind of found out accidentally. And so it's like I really didn't have that mom dad sit down let me tell you type of story they like found a letter underneath a kitchen table between my secret boyfriend and then it was like oh well let's talk about this (laughs) but if your story isn't like that it's okay exactly and you will come like like thomas said come out when you want to especially athletes i i don't know i didn't play growing up I'm just a fan of sports, Thomas. I had a massive Mm -hmm. asthma attack in fourth grade, and that was the end of my sports career there. But I can't imagine the pressure. You know, I I, I already felt pressure growing up in the African American community to hide Mm -hmm. who I was. But, you know, when you're in a street male, you know, cis dominated world, you know, sports. And it's like, oh, you're not supposed to do this. And you may hear derogatory terms all the time. I, I can't imagine that pressure, you know, and it doesn't help for you that you're in, like you said, speedos, and you don't want other dudes thinking that you're looking at them, checking them out and everything. Yeah. Like, all oh, that psychology stuff that plays into it, of course it would have affected your play. And a yeah. lot of people don't realize how many factors and and things that we go through just trying to be us but we really can't so i appreciate you writing your story and then even talking about it today with me today
1: oh of course of course
0: so i do gotta say your graduation picks were some of the flyest i've ever seen <laughs> i mean like you're everywhere on the football field I yeah. mean, i'm looking at it now campus on the steps yeah. and
1: stuff like yeah, I- that absolutely gorgeous campus i i love it here so much Is it's that- gonna hurt to leave
0: so I have to visit. Maybe like I'll catch a football game because Indiana's football team is kind of, It's, it's, on, the yeah, it's yeah. on the rise. Yeah, it's on the rise. Yeah. What was like some of your favorite memories, like being on campus over the years? Hmm. Um, not in the dorms. Thomas.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, no! no. I, that, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking more sport related. I was thinking more sport related. Um, there was a quarterfinal. Or it might have been semifinal for the men's soccer mm-hmm. um i been quarterfinal actually but i remember like kind of running onto that field where we had like they're playing monday night for the um championship ncaa wow. so, and so we have a pretty good program but like there's so many memories me painting um my body in indiana for the nit women's basketball championship it okay. was held here um, I was actually at the game for the Penn State Indiana game this past year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that Michael Penix reaching out um, on the corner like that blew up on social yeah. media. But I was there like video recording because I have an internship with um, IU Athletics. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm able to get onto like the field or court this past year even with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I've been working there for two years, but swimming there's been amazing meets like even small dual meets that we have against like Michigan or Iowa or mm-hmm. Purdue at our pool that like the even this year there was like only the girls there who were cheering us on and it was just a, a wonderful experience like kind of like it felt like NCAAs or Big Tens yeah, um, yeah but I absolutely love walking through campus mm-hmm. um there's even like the, we have an art museum here and usually freshman year you would, there would be lights, rainbow colored lights uh, displayed on um, the wall uh-huh. and I would like usually freshmen put up their feet and take a picture. So like just small things, small traditions that IU has
0: yeah.
1: um, I'm so happy to be a part of.
0: That's amazing. So you have a BA in media specializing yes. in creative advertising and yep. minor in marketing. Yes. What are you, what's the next step for you after you leave campus? What are your dreams and aspirations with your degrees? What's up?
1: Um, so currently I've been looking at jobs. don't have a job yet, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, I'm Anybody currently staying there? in. Huh? Flum- Get our boy and Thomas a I- job. Anyone else there, man. please help. <laughs> um, but I'm staying here for another month. I'm going to Olympic trials in the beginning of June. Yeah, I'm so excited um, just for the ex- just for the experience. Um, it's a long shot if I make it, but that's not going to happen. But I'm still going to be training my butt off and um, just there for the experience in Omaha. Um, but after that, if I don't find a job, then, um, then I'll probably move back to New Orleans and then keep searching. Um, I yeah.
0: <laughs> love New Orleans. I love that you're from New Orleans because it's like a uh, you know I don't meet too many people from there. Well, well, now that I moved out to California, when I was living in my hometown of Atlanta, I knew so many people mm-hmm. from New Orleans because everybody came, not everybody, but a lot of people migrated to Atlanta after Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Yeah, yeah. But um, so that's pretty neat. Like, what what was that like going from New Orleans to Indiana? Like, was it a culture shock? Or I know it's definitely colder
1: out there. Oh yeah. I think that's what I wanted. I wanted, like, because New Orleans, they don't really have the four seasons. And I feel like Indiana does. Like, you'll get, like, an actual winter, an actual fall. It's not just humid or damp all the time in New Orleans. But um, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted something completely different. Um, I kind of wanted to, like, I I wanted to start fresh. I don't know. I just didn't want to go to LSU and kind of, like, blend in with everyone. I wanted to be my own person and um, (laughs) find my own identity in college. But um, the things I miss back home are definitely the food. Like yeah. the food isn't bad up here, but the, the, you you can't really beat the food uh, back home. Um, yeah.
0: I want yeah. to what is it? Something Slipper Cafe. I was just looking at their food. Oh my gosh! Um, gosh.
1: Red Slipper Cafe. I think it is. Uh, I I went there literally the last time I went home. It was it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Went, yeah. Red
0: Slipper. Okay, y'all have to check it out on Instagram. I mean, the food looks amazing. Definitely, yeah, you can probably share one portion of food if we're really being honest with you. But who wants to share, right? <laughs> yeah, really.
1: <laughs> Especially if it comes to like gumbo, jambalaya, crawfish. Mm. I and mean, you can share crawfish easily, but like beignets, it's. Yeah. It's, it's I can't wait to you... go back. <laughs>
0: Well, it's, and it's funny that you might not mention LSU in football aspects. Like, if a high school recruit doesn't go to LSU, it's just like you are shunned from the state. You're like, you yeah, know that it's hard <laughs> for you to get jobs and stuff like that. Was there any pool for you to really go to LSU? What's even the swimming team like there?
1: Um, they're pretty. They're pretty um good. Um, I just like I really wanted to go out of state. Yeah. Um, I had a few friends in Louisiana that are going to LSU. It's like, I just i just my main thing was i wanted to try something different yeah and baton
0: rouge is not really like new orleans either
1: oh no they're they're an hour apart they're a little bit different but Mm -hmm. it's still a super nice place i like visiting friends up there when i come back home the campus is pretty nice too
0: yeah i remember going there uh for I was in marching band in high school we went to Southern Universities, one of their football games. They have an excellent marching band down there, the Jupac, uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. band. So um, and we did their Southern University's homecoming and we went to around like LSU stuff like that. It was pretty neat because mm-hmm. had the Tigers yeah. and everything. Cool. Yep. But to to end this uh, excellent interview, Thomas, I want you to just take a little statement right now to specifically talk to swimmers about that are struggling to come out um, being a swimmer yourself um, just talk to them if you're listening which i'm pretty sure you will i mean thomas brings the crowd <laughs> <laughs>
1: no <laughs> i mean we'll see but you know but, but
0: seriously though what would you tell swimmers right now that are kind of in the closet struggling maybe sophomore freshman even junior seniors right now i know swimming
1: especially like practicing and you're always in the water probably overthinking staring at the black line at the bottom of the pool don't overthink it because I, I did that all the time staring at the bottom of the pool is like who's gonna love me who's gonna who's not gonna be my life anymore it kind of made me upset but please stay true to yourself I know it can be tough when you're insecure with your body like I was in a speedo maybe you aren't the strongest looking out there most ripped maybe you're lanky like myself but um own it you gotta own it um you can like you're able to surprise people even when you don't think you can um and yeah just please stay true to yourself and so fast hold your breath
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it and thomas i always end every episode with my little thing: be true be you and be fierce and that's all we can do in this community you know <laughs> so with that being said uh thomas working if people want to reach out to you swimmers anybody how can they do that
1: um you can reach me by social media um or my email vanderbrookthomas at com, or Instagram's probably easiest thomas underscore vanderbrook yeah
0: that's it. All right. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this is an excellent interview. Congratulations, by the way. I can't believe I thank didn't you. Even say that yet. No, you're totally fine. <laughs> you're totally fine. But uh, congratulations. I'm looking forward to seeing you join the media world and mm-hmm. hey, let's do this again sometime. Any time. Of course. To uh, love to. Let's do it. Okay.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.